This podcast is part of the Eat Geek Play Network. For more podcasts about comic books, music, and geek lifestyle, go to eatgeekplay.com. Repeat the chorus. Repeat the chorus. Repeat the chorus. You're listening to Repeat the Chorus. Welcome back to Repeat the Chorus. My name is Kevin Knight. This week, Joe and Tom from Forever Came Calling sit down to talk about their newest album, What Matters Most. This record's been out for just a little bit now. It came out in October of 2014. Lead singer and guitar player Joe Candelaria writes amazing lyrics. With every song on this record, you can feel the passion and the pride that Joe puts into all of these lyrics. So not too long ago, I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Joe and Tom about this amazing record. Now hold on, before we get to the interview, I do have a favor to ask of you. Go over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you downloaded this podcast from, and leave a comment, leave a review, let your friends know about this podcast. Eat Geek Play has a lot of podcasts, but this is my favorite. I love doing these interviews, I love editing this together, I just want to make sure that the fans get a chance to listen to it. I'm sure you have some friends that are into Forever Came Calling, let them know about this podcast. Maybe you have a friend who likes Motion City Soundtrack, or Paris or Moose Blood. All of those bands have been featured on previous podcasts. So what the hell? Why not subscribe? All right, that's enough of my pledge drive. Here's this week's interview. I'm Joe. And I'm Tom. We're from Forever Came Calling. We're here to talk about what matters most. I um, started writing the songs pretty much essentially three or four months after Contender was out, which is our first full length. And I just was writing little bits and pieces. And my fiance at the time lived on the East Coast. So when we'd get done touring, I'd go out there. So when the writing process, like when it got down to crunch time, um, I was doing a lot of writing at her parents' house because that's where she lived. And her parents own a house in 29 as well that it was there was no one in it so when the band got together we didn't have a practice space and so we like collectively wrote it in that house as well so i was just going in between like like both of her parents houses and it's just really strange because like a lot of it is about her and like just this like we've been friends for the past like 15 years i did a lot like a lot of honor like on again off again dating and stuff like that so i think it was really cool to like kind of be like in her house in 29 like that's where we first met so there's all this like really cool like just different things like you know like that's where we like first like hung out different stuff like that and they're just really cool and like very conductive to like i think personally like my creativity and like just felt very uh existential if you will i don't know The record actually came together. Um, there's this band, this punk band, Strung Out. They're really fucking good. They're like an older band. Um, they let us borrow their practice space for pre-production. And Kyle would come out to my fiance's parents' house and like do quick demos. So we had like a little bit of a feel for the record. And um, we just sat down for the first week and a half of the of the recording process and just sat in that room, uh, Strung Out's practice room, and we just like fleshed everything out you know um we recorded the record in north hollywood at 
with Kyle Black. Um, we call it the Cockroach Studios because we stayed at the studio and it had tons of cockroaches at night. But it looks really nice during the day, so you'd never know that. Does so he have an actual name for that Ka place? No, he doesn't have a name of the studio. It's very strange. So it's Cockroach Studios? Yeah, Cockroach okay. Studios. Okay. Uh, well, me and Kyle emit, like, an, immediately clicked super well. So there was just a lot of like back and forth on things, and me and him would like fight over parts or fight each other on parts, and it was just really cool. And um, I think the record actually came to life probably in that room. Before that, not to say that the songs weren't written, it's just there's so, like all of the like syncopation, everyone knowing what they're actually doing. Like, cause we would do, we would, once we figured out exactly what was gonna happen, we'd record it right there, and then everyone would listen to it. Like we'd do that song, and then we'd walk away from it for three days and then listen to it on that third day and be like, okay, is this a better version of it, you know? So I think it was really cool to to be able to do that and have, the, like not necessarily have the time, but take the time to make sure that what we were doing is something that we were gonna be proud of. Uh, we did the vocals separately from from tracking the rest of the record so Kyle and I were sitting in the studio and um, Kyle kept like fucking with our drummer Bryce and being like you know like you're gonna you're gonna probably have to redo some drums like blah blah, blah. there's always like this big running joke but Bryce was uh, home we just got done with the man overboard tour and Bryce was home with his girlfriend, <clears throat> and I was like, hey, like, let's mess with Bryce. So we called Bryce, and Kyle was so serious. He was like, hey, Bryce, I lost all the drum files to substances. Like, I need you to come down here and retrack it all. And Bryce is like, are you serious? Like, I'm about to, like, go on vacation. Like, they were getting ready to fly out somewhere. We knew that. And so I was just like, dude, like, the record, like, literally won't come out for, like, another year if, if we don't get the drums done and, like, get it done. And Bryce is like, fuck, he doesn't drive, so he's gonna have to find a ride to the studio, which is like three hours away. And he's just like, he like, like literally almost had like a mental breakdown. And then I was like, no, I'm just fucking with you. And then I'd have been just, so angry and like, you just so hear him sad. start screaming. to say but uh, I was just reading a lot at the time when we were like getting ready to do the record and <clears throat> um, there's a collection of poetry called What Matters Most is How We Walk Through the Fire by Charles Bukowski and I just remember like what was going on with my life with my life and like what the songs are about like that was so pertinent you know and I think that like it's not the reason I like Bukowski and like am so inspired by him and his writing is because it's not about being like unabashedly like positive it's not about putting out like all this positivity and just being a fucking care bear it's like doing the, the thing that like is right because it's what you like want to do you know it's about like being like okay today what today like sucked and I'm just gonna like lay in bed all day but tomorrow I'm gonna get up and like figure shit out and I think like that is like that's real that's not you know like it's not like this forced like happiness you know I think a lot of people are very like are very directional sometimes and I think that like life sits a lot more in the gray than it does in a black or a white you know what I mean and I think that that's a, a hard th that was a hard thing for me to accept because when I was younger I just definitely thought you know 
well, this is what you do and this is what you don't do and like this is how you feel. And now that I'm older, it's just like, it's just, I've realized that people, you know, like, every, like everything's fluid and you just should, you, you shouldn't be so like, I guess, judgmental on things and you should be willing to like listen and you should be willing to feel, you know what I mean? You should be willing to like be positive and be courageous in that emotion, but you should also be willing to like delve into like the negative aspect and not in a negative way where you embrace that but like that's there and you have to figure out how you're going to deal with that so to, to like try to be super positive or super anything is just that's just going to take ultimately take its toll on you and that's it it's kind of hard because like like a big part of like it's like growing up is uh like just said seeing the grays in the world and not seeing everything in black and white what that tends to mean a lot of the time is learning to self-reflect on things and a lot of the times what the grays are are your own personal flaws and your own fuck-ups and it's uh it's important for people to be able to do that and learn like to say like oh this person like you know you always want to be able to say like this guy or this girl or this person fucked this up and fucked up my life and it's it takes a lot to get to the point where you can say okay maybe this happened but what did i do what did i do to get to that point and uh but it's like a really healthy thing to finally be able to be there. And um, it's just really taxing on yourself emotionally to get to that point. But uh, I think it definitely like, that's part of growing up and that's part of like becoming a better person and changing to not being such a, a flawed jackass all the time. Yeah, not just looking at the world and like deciding what it did wrong to you, but deciding like what you can do to just do better. I think for a band like us, um, there's been like a, a pretty constant stream of pressure, mainly on ourselves, just to be better than we were. Because I think that's just that's just how it should be. You know what I mean? You should never look at something that you've done in the past and be like, "That's my definitive work." You know? And um, I look at if any time that we hit, like just with the band in general, any time we do something that like we've wanted to do, like and we've always dreamed about doing you look at it as like a challenge to do something better. And I think that was with Contender, now that I'm what, three or four years away from that record, I just look at that record and I almost kind of laugh because I don't think it's like as good as I thought it was, you know what I mean? And now, and I'm sure in another year, I'll think the same thing because like they're, at least for my personality type and who I am, I just look at things that I've done in the past and I'm like, oh my God, I could do it so much better now, you know? I think something that's really cool about our band is is I don't I've never been at a point where I feel like we finally hit our stride, which is super frustrating from time to time. But it's also really freeing sometimes too because it's like, well, you know what? Like what we were doing isn't exactly working. Like I mean, not to say that like there's a, I mean the songs have like definitely connected with like a good amount of people, but it's just like we haven't had our chance yet like to be to like be pigeonholed, you know what I mean? Because I think that like, honestly, if you listen to our first release to our latest release, they're, I don't even know if, like they're just world, they're just different, you know? And like, it's it's just, it's definitely been an evolution. But like what Tom said, I think a big part of that is just not wanting to be like, okay, like we gotta do this now because this is what works. Cause I think that is like a weird thing, you know? And I, 
I think a lot of bands that I look up to definitely follow that pattern. And that's kind of sad because where a lot of that creativity came from or like where that like magic came from was just them doing what was gonna happen. You know, it just, it was what came out. I think I am my uh, biggest enemy, so I think the challenges were just actually sitting down and writing. I think that a big part of it was I do a lot of things where like I'll write something and then I'll just throw it away, and then I just have tons of notes on my phone with like different like melody ideas and stuff like that. And I think the big challenge was I built it up in my head a lot more than it actually was, and I was just like, we have to do, you know, all of these uh, like we have all these things to like to like live up to and all like I had all these expectations of myself but in reality it was just like I just needed to like write the best record that I could and that's like what I tried to do so I think that initially there were all these challenges and things but they kind of went away as the process started the biggest problem was getting it started Mapping Since the Direction could have been the title track of the record, I don't know. It's just about, I think, me consciously as an adult, like, deciding again to do music. I think that when you first jump into, like, doing your dream and, like, you're young, it's very, like, not to say it's easy, because it's not, it, doing what you want to do and saying fuck the world is never an easy thing to do at any point in time. But I think initially it was super... It was just, it made sense. I was like 21 years old and it was just like, fuck it, why not? And when we were writing the record, I was like 26 and it's just kind of like, you know, you start to question like, okay, I've missed so many things like in my personal life, you know, like I haven't been home for my niece's birthday ever in her entire life. You know, like both of my grand, like my grandfathers died like while I was on tour, like just things like that. And you start to think like, is any of this even worth it? Those are very like, like real visceral like things that like I just won't get back ever. And a lot of people like it comes down to like relationships and stuff like that. But a lot of the big questions, I'm lucky that I have a very strong like partner who's like been super supportive. So that's never been a huge worry of mine. But just these things like death and things like that you can't control and you don't get those back and so there's just a big question I think sitting on me that was just like like do you like want to do this anymore and that's that's what that song's about and like the answer is like yeah of course like this is what I was like made to do but it's just sitting in that gray area where you're just you know that like it's what you're supposed to do but like sometimes you like like I said sometimes you say want to say it's not you know Forever Came Calling was on Warp Tour 2013, and I was playing with a band called The Sheds. Um, we were doing Warp Tour, and which is supposed to be like, like, okay, this is the dream. Like, we're doing the biggest, best tour in punk rock and in this community, and we're doing we're out here with all our friends. Like, this is like, this is us fulfilling all the things we always wanted to do. But at the same time, I I had just gone through like a really shitty breakup that ruined me emotionally and drove me fucking insane. And on that tour, like, it was yeah, it was at that I was like, I was like crushed. I was like, this is the end of like 
this for me. Like I decided I'm not going to tour anymore. I'm not going to play music. I'm going to do this. It's going to be my final hurrah. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to get back and I'm going to fix my life thinking that that's what I should do because that's what someone else had told me I needed to do. And uh, it drove me insane at the point in that tour. I was like, I'm like, I lost my mind one day and I tried to kill myself over it. and it was, it was fucked. But um, it was a lot of hanging out with Joe and everyone else in the band that got me like to the point where like Joe and everyone in the band mixtapes that got me to the point where I was like okay I'm, I'm fine now but um I dealt with that I conflicted with that for a long time before I eventually decided like you know I went back to college for a little bit and I hated everything I hated like my life and I got back to being on tour with my friends and everything and playing music every day and I realized like this is the thing like that this is the thing that gives me purpose and you have to like it's really hard to find that validity Sometimes and a lot of people spend a lot of time struggling with that, and I definitely did. Um, and hearing that song and like playing it every night is like a big emotional thing for me because I I went through like because of that really shitty time that I went through, and it took so long for me to realize that like this like this is what I'm built to do. This is what I'm made to do. Like I'm a I'm a lifer in this world at this point, and um, a lot of people that I know would give anything to be. Where our band's not the biggest band in the world by any means, but like I should cherish that every day, and I should play every show like it's my last, and I should give everything I have to everything that our band does. And um, like the other big thing that makes me think about it is I, I had a friend that died five years ago to this day. His name's Jake Warren. He was in a band called Dead Heroes, and he was in a band called In Irons, and he was the best, one of the best people I've ever met, and one of the gnarliest drummers I've ever seen. And um, Every time we play that song on a couple of ones, I'm like, that's the dude I think about. I'm thinking about, like, he's not here. He doesn't get to do it anymore, so someone should. Sitting in the car right now, feeling sort of epic. I just got my bones ripped cleaning all along. You loved it. Indebted is uh, about uh, my relationship, like, with my fiance and just, like, the push and pull, I think, of being, being apart honestly you know what i mean like we've spent the majority of our relationship like on opposite coasts then i think it's about the fact that like i completely love her but she's like one person to where like there's like i love everything about her like and i'm not a perfect person she's not a perfect person and i think that like that song is just a very realistic take of what love really is and it's not this like grandiose like disillusioned version of it it's just very real and honest and if like love is like this really like powerful emotion and if you really love someone i think it like in a lot of ways i think i guess i know that she loves me because there's so many things that like she does for me that i don't even know to experience that you you, you don't you know you spend because i spent a lot of time like looking for that and it's weird and it's cliche but the second i stopped looking is like when i found it you know I didn't want to like be, I wanted to be real on the record and I wanted to be like not straightforward but just honest and I think like that that song is just like the dynamic or the dichotomy of love. There is like all these beautiful, amazing, awesome things and there are also parts that are fucking awful and I think like what makes your relationship last and like what makes a good relationship is like is the connection that those two people have and I think in my personal relationship, I think we have a really great connection, so it works. 
but I think that like for that song it was just like it was just about encompassing the whole thing you know what I mean like the, the bridge the third verse if you will is about the fact that like you know like like again not trying to always be the one pointing the finger you know and trying to be like hey like I know I fucked up you know big thing about love is it's like an absolutely amazing nightmare and I think that song is representative of it and that like you know like we always try to paint it as something where like love is the most beautiful thing in the world but it's also one of the scariest and it can also be one of the most scary because love drives you to like be able to do you know go to amazing heights or someone but also to really devolve into like a terrifying individual and um i think it's just like a thing where it's like you have to like that song is cool to me because it's about like recognizing that coming to terms with the fact that it, it's that 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 love is not either like one of those things or the other it's all of this combined into one potful shit and it goes like it, it can go either which way but if you if you decide for yourself that love is only this amazing emotion or only this sad emotion you're going to fuck it for yourself in the end because you're never going to see the full picture and you're never going to be able to really get to know that person devote yourself as an individual to this other individual because you're just looking at it from the entire wrong perspective rather than just accepting everything as it comes I just think that like like love is a super powerful emotion but it's super hard for me to to write about love a lot of times because I don't want to sound like cheesy and I think that like a lot of the things like it's good feelings it's all good feelings um, it's just really hard for me to like encompass that in a tactful way Transient, uh, to revisit on like the whole life is like more in grays, is I think that I spent a lot of my like formative and younger years being very pissed off. Um, I'm still pretty, pretty fairly pissed off person, Same. but um, I think that I've learned how to like deal with it better. But I think I spent a lot of it just um, very upset with other people, and I think that like that song in general is just about like just coming to a conclusion of just like hey like maybe you were fucked up but maybe like i was fucked up too and more importantly like maybe like you had a lot of very valid reasons for the reason that like you viewed the world the way you did and you did the things that you did and i shouldn't have been the one to like pray like not pray on that that's a strong word but i shouldn't have been the one to like feel like take that on as if you were doing it directly to me because like i think like as a kid you're just like very like oh you know, like this happened to me, so it must be about me, and it must mean that, uh, like that I'm not good enough for this or that. When a lot of those situations and like those relationships, it's more like there are so many things going on when people are growing up that they can't control, and like you don't control where you're from, and you don't control who your parents are. And I think especially at a younger age, that 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 affects a lot, and that like is your life view is the people that who raise you. And I think it's about me just being like kind of feeling bad about being so harsh when I was younger.
If you haven't done it already, pick up What Matters Most by Forever Came Calling. It's a fantastic record. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and whatever record store you just happen to shop at. Follow the band on Twitter. They're just at Hey, It's FCC. And while you're on Twitter, follow us. We're just at Eat Geek Play. Next week, Ben from You, Me, and Everyone We Know talks about the Dog DP.